Who Gets to Decide, a liberty-based podcast that brings a little piece of sanity to a confused society drowning in a culture of craziness. And here is your host, Seth Martin. All right. What's up, everybody? And welcome to another episode of Who Gets to Decide. This is Seth Martin, your host. Thank you for joining me this evening. Glad you're here and happy you're listening. Well, the migrant crisis has been going on for really decades in Texas. But the people of New York are starting to feel the pressure uh, from this crisis. And it's interesting that the distance from states like Texas and Arizona and New Mexico and California even can dull the response to this migrant crisis in some of these northern states, you know, Illinois, New York, just the ones that have been real big sanctuary type places and and advocates for, for the migrants really making excuses, you know, like, Oh, these people, they're just immigrants and they're coming here for a better life. And actually that's true. I don't disagree with that. Uh, but there are people that are already here that have a stake in America and this is impacting their lives. And I think this has been lost on some of these other states until pretty recently. So I thought I'd play a little bit from a Fox News report and we get to hear from both Eric Adams and Bill Maher. Now, in Bill Maher's defense, I think he was always pretty much on the right side of this deal. Bill Maher is like a traditional liberal, but he won't leave the Democratic Party. I mean, he's 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 a Democrat. Okay, so he's he's like a traditional liberal, but still a Democrat. So he, he is still all about party. So he doesn't always land. Uh, in the right place on some of these issues, but um, I just I just wanted to put this out there because to me this has always been a crisis of well it's not happening to me so eh, I don't need to worry about it and 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 there's no momentum to do anything about it right there's no nobody from New York is putting pressure on Washington D.C. to do anything about this crisis. Nobody from Illinois is putting pressure on Washington, D.C. to do anything about this crisis. It's only people in Texas, some in Florida, uh, Arizona, New Mexico, and Southern California that are speaking out about this flood of migrants coming over the border. It's, It's essentially an invasion. And look, I... I love these people. A lot of these people are really good people. They're hardworking people, but they don't speak the language. In most cases, they're very, very poor um, and don't have any, uh, they have skills like in construction and um, farming and yard work and things like that, like labor type um, skills, but there's not enough from a skill set that, you know, that is high, like educated, like a computer science people or 
biologists or teachers. You know, we could use some teachers maybe. Um, but there's not, there's just not enough of those types of skills in this migrant group of people. And, and so essentially what's happening is they're, they're, they're becoming a burden to the people that already live here. And enough, there's enough of a burden already falling on Americans. And it just doesn't make a lot of sense to let this border stand wide open while people just walk across it. Uh, flutter schools, I, you're going to hear it. I, I can almost promise you, you're going to hear in this school year a dramatic uh, difference in the schools. I mean, this, this whole you know, 25 to 35 students per classroom, that's out the window. You're going to have 50 or 60 kids per classroom in these schools. And parents are going to be pissed. I mean, school hasn't even started yet, but mark my words, when it does, parents are going to be hot over this deal because they're paying for it. And this can only mean that their children aren't going to get the education that is supposedly promised to them. New York City's migrant crisis is only getting worse. The so-called sanctuary city's migrant shelters are officially out of room. And we're seeing migrants spill into the streets of Midtown Manhattan with no other place to go. Hundreds have set up camp outside the city's iconic Roosevelt Hotel. So this is no longer a problem that New Yorkers can ignore. I mean, it is on their streets. And in New York, you know, a lot of people walk and they take cabs and they use the sidewalks and these people are stacked up like cordwood on uh, the streets, on the sidewalks in front of, as she mentioned, the Roosevelt Hotel. And so this is, this is going to be very politically hot. And you're going to hear Eric Adams in a second complaining about this problem. But I want to remind you that it wasn't that long ago that Eric Adams was welcoming these people with open arms and criticizing uh, the governor of the state of Texas, Greg Abbott. And he has changed his tune recently, as you will soon hear. But I want to, I want to first play uh, this most recent um, report where he is definitely acknowledging the problem and is saying that they need help. They're being overrun. Now, can you imagine a city? Look, in New York, I mean, they're used to seeing a lot of people. You know, there's they have people everywhere. The, the, the amount of people that they have up there in New York pales in comparison to the number of people that have landed in El Paso, um, uh, Laredo, and some of the border states border cities, excuse me, along the Texas uh, uh, Rio Grande. I mean, it is out of control. In fact, you know, they, they, and it's politicized like crazy. I mean, there's people everywhere, you know, all over the sidewalks, all over the streets. Uh, and then I, I, it was either the president or Kamala Harris came to Laredo or, or El, no, it was El Paso recently. And they scooped all those people up and took them somewhere just so the photo op, you know, would make it look like it wasn't so bad. 
But here's Eric Adams telling you how bad it is in New York. So as bad as you think it is in, in New York, Mr. Mayor Adams, uh, multiply that by 100 or 500 in Texas. Eventually, this was going to come to a neighborhood near you, and it is. We need to control the border. We need to call a state of emergency, and we need to properly fund this national crisis. We need help. We need, we need help, and it's, it's not going to get any better. Uh, from, from this moment on, it's downhill. No, it's not going to get any better, Mr. Adams. But my question is, why can't you guys... Why can't the Democrats and the Democratic Party see the, I don't know, expected results of a policy before it actually implements? Why do they have to go through the motions? Why do we have to just see? Why, how, how is it that you would think that opening the border as wide as it's open and just letting people in and processing all these people and then turning them loose and tell them, Oh, by the way, you need to show up in court in six months. You know, like that's going to happen. Why do they have to actually do all this to then realize that this is a bad policy? Why, why does it, do they not have any ability to critically think through like causal relationships of things. I mean, what did they think was going to happen? You know, and and just to point this out, I, I'm going to play Eric Adams from uh, I don't know a year ago, something like that, when Greg Abbott put a bunch of migrants on a bus and sent them up to New York City um, because they were they were talking positively about it. Well, these people are just here looking for a better life and. Uh, Texas is just squawking about nothing. I mean, they were really, they were really complaining that Texas was being uh, not welcoming enough. And now, not even a year ago, this is what Eric Adams was saying. And now he's saying he needs help. But this is what he was saying about a year ago. Uh, this is horrific when you think about. Uh, what uh, the governor uh, is doing, the governor of Texas, uh, after a month of traveling across the border, placing on the bus with no direction to come here uh, to New York. And New York is a city that has always represented the democratic values and the values of our city, of showing our compassion. And that's what we're doing today. I guess he ran out of that compassion, you know? I mean, he's... He's uh, frustrated now because this uh, compassion that he has has now overwhelmed the resources in his city. And they're talking about converting some soccer field that children play on uh, into uh, a makeshift shelter. Uh, they, they are essentially saying there's no place, there's no more room to house any migrants in New York City. And, um, you know, they need help. What can you say? But, again, I just, it, to me, like, like I'm a libertarian. I, I don't, I mean, ideally I wouldn't 
I don't really care about borders per se, but if you're going to have a state, and especially a welfare state, a state that has very generous programs uh, from education to food assistance to housing assistance to daycare assistance. I mean, we've got a I, I read an article one time that said uh, that there's roughly about $86,000 worth of assistance programs to help the needy. Okay. Now, look, you got people out there that are making way less than $86,000 a year in their job. Okay. And, and we're going to give away $86,000 to families that are, that are migrant families when, you know, I mean, resources are limited. We don't have just an abundant excess of resources that we can just, you know, spread around the earth. That's, that's not, that's not the way things work. Even if you print up money, uh, you eventually cause other economic problems like inflation and things like that. So this, this needs to stop. And, you know, here's another liberal that agrees with me on this matter. It's again, the same principle as I was saying before about like the reverse of what liberalism really is. Liberalism is for the sake of humanity and compassion. Can we get these people off the streets? And woke is, how dare you ask them to move? This is their home. They have right. Well, I'll do one better than that for Bill, is for the sake of humanity and compassion, can we not let people just run full speed across the border with no plan, with no way to assimilate them, with no resources to give them? or to help them with, you know, for me, I can't help but think about the economics of everything, you know, I mean, the government, you know, people say, oh, the government's giving them housing, or the government's giving them food, or the government's giving them education, or whatever the government's giving them, but, you know, you just have to remember that the government doesn't have anything to give, right? It first has to take something from you and me in order to give it. So, you know, and this is something Bill Maher is going to touch on in a second, but one of the things that just grates me about liberals or people on the liberal spectrum, woke, whatever you want to call it, people that don't have a sense of property rights and liberty, okay, and that probably includes some conservatives too, the thing that grates on me about them is they they always talk about the government as being able to solve a problem like the government has something. Uh, the government's opportunity to solve this problem passed when they let the people come into the United States. The federal government of the United States, its authority is to secure the border. Now, again, if it were up to me, nobody would come here from anywhere unless they had a sponsor, either a work sponsor or a private citizen sponsor. And you wouldn't have to worry about people coming across the border. I mean, there were just 
there would be nothing for them. There would be nothing for them to do. There, there would be no way for them to work. There would be, I mean, unless they were independently wealthy or something, but we don't, we don't have a system like that. So we have a state, we have a, a federal government and almost by definition, you know, if you're going to have a government, uh, that claims, uh, ultimate authority over a particular geographical area, by definition, you have a border. <laughs> I mean, I don't understand what the problem is here. I don't understand what the disconnect is between the people that have the responsibility, between the government and the people that have the responsibility to uh, secure this border. I mean, don't they work for the state? Don't we, don't we claim the border along the Rio Grande as sovereign? The Texas border, I mean, Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, California, are these, is, are these not the bordering states of the United States of America? I mean, if you're, if you're claiming to have ultimate authority over some geography, then by definition, there must be a border. And if you're, if you're going to be a state, you have to uh, patrol that border. You have to protect that border. That, that border's not just, like, what, what, if, what if Mexico came over, let's say, and decided to build uh, a highway along our side of the Rio Grande and let Mexican citizens travel up and down the highway, the drug cartel travel up and down the highway? Wouldn't the, wouldn't the United States government have something to say about that? Of course they would. But they don't have anything to say about all these people coming across other than, you know, here's your court date. <laughs> you know, what's your name? Where are you going? Where's your, here's your court date. I mean, the whole thing is absurd. And, um, and yeah, it's just, it's getting worse all the time. And people like Bill Maher are saying something about it. People like Eric Adams are saying something about it. Any reasonable person knows that there's nothing humane about what's going on. The, to Bill Maher's point, the compassionate thing would be to limit people's access uh, to the United States, especially if we don't have any place to put them or any food to feed them or, uh, you know, any way to secure them or educate them. You know, we, again, we're going to have to like double the number of schools we have or something, at least along the border states, in order to accommodate all these people. Well, who's going to pay for all that? Where's that money going to come from? Don't pretend that you love migrants so much, and then when we send them to you, you don't like them. You know? Mm -hmm. You're full of mm -hmm. and we can see that. Yeah, you like them when it wasn't your problem because you're not a border state. <laughs> and then when they show up in Chicago and New York, you're like, what the f what is are we going to do with these people? Yeah, what is going on? You know, I, again... It's like it's like the Democratic Party doesn't have any ability to critically think through their policies. It's like this defund the police thing. I mean, they just started talking about defunding the police. It's like, well, what do you think is going to happen when you defund police departments and you don't replace it with something else? You know, crime is going to go up, right? I mean, that seems logical. Why wouldn't they be able to think through these things? 
I'm starting to think that, uh, you know, Democrats or the Democratic Party is like a, it's such a groupthink kind of entity that it, 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 it almost doesn't, it's almost not capable of producing anything good. Because what they want to do is they want to poll everybody first. They want to, they want to make sure that whatever they stand for, whatever they stand up and say, that yep, this is what we're for, they want to make sure that like 55% of the population is for it. Well, I mean, 55% of the population might be idiots. <laughs> so why would you, why would you want to, why would you want to govern that way? It's just, it's beyond me, really. And I don't know how anybody with half a brain can find anything redeeming about the Democratic Party. Now, I don't like the Republican Party either. But the Democratic Party is just a bunch of idiots. I mean, I don't know how anybody can vote for those people. Uh, and there's no, there's no individual thought at all on the Democratic side of the aisle. It's just all groupthink. It's, it's somebody pulls something that, that is popular with the people they get on, it's like they get on a conference call. They say, use these talking points and promote these policies and we'll be able to pass it. It's like, wow, is there nobody, there just seems to be nobody that can like critically think through some of these ideas before they put them into action. And it's very frustrating, you know, cause we always, we all have to live with it. I mean, Eric Adams is frustrated. You can tell. So anyway, that's about all I have to say on this subject. I just think it's interesting that, uh, just like Bill Maher said, you know, yeah, you were all for the migrants, you know, because you weren't a border state, but now that they're in your backyard, you're like, Oh, what the F is going on here? You know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's posturing. It's, it's polling something. Uh, it's, it's this, I don't know, American guilt. I'm not sure what it is that has people thinking that, yeah, it's a good idea to just let millions and millions and millions of poor people flow across the border of the United States and, and come live here. It's just like, wow, you know, we're not a poor country. Um, and to assimilate that many poor people is not an easy thing to do. And, um, anyway, I just, I just think it's interesting that it, it maybe it feels like we're at the very early stages of this turning around. I hope so. Uh, I know Abbott, I mean, he's put this buoy thing in the middle of the river and that's causing all kinds of controversy. Even the Mexican government now is saying that that's inhumane and all this crazy stuff. But um, look, I think I'm going to go ahead and wrap up the show. I appreciate you coming in. Thank you for listening. I hope you, you know, you enjoy this subjects maybe you know hopefully i'm maybe getting you to think about something in a little bit different way than you otherwise would think about it uh i don't know but uh keep coming back keep listening let's uh let's keep having these conversations and maybe it'll maybe it'll filter up to <laughs> the people that actually have authority and can do something about it uh, there is no more room